Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJ JC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Week four has wrapped up with a great week of pick results and games. However, the guys are left with some mysteries. So, after recapping, they're back on the case with NFL True Detectives Mysteries of the Two and Two. So sit back and enjoy the show. Right, we are back. It's a lovely Tuesday evening. We got a lot to get to. Kenny Pickett has the reins finally, and the Steelers' season is over and also just beginning. Plus, Patrick Mahomes uh, reminded everyone that it's still his league, and everyone else just plays in it uh, against uh, against the Bucks. And there was some other uh, some wild things happen in the rain. Your your Vikings survived in London. Um, and it was an eventful, crazy week. I've got some takes and things I need to bail on. I think some uh, takes we need to revisit already that I'm uh, feeling bad about. So a lot to get to. Jalen, how are you doing today, sir, on this uh, post-week four episode Tuesday? Post-week four, like you said, we survived. Um, it was a really good week, man. Really good week. Um I think they said sports books were down, so it looks like the public beat the sports books finally after this for the first time this season. Um, so just in general, I feel like I hope everyone's doing good because I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we this recap of these games go as smoothly as we planned them for. I got I don't know if that made sense, but <laughs> we're going to go ahead and keep this thing going. <laughs> All right, so yeah, a lot of. Very interesting and some not that interesting, but kind of. Facts. Yeah. Our picks had I had a bounce back week. I was really in a rut with my locks. I went two and one. Shouldn't have trusted the commanders. Lesson learned there. Um Bold move. A lot to get to. I guess let's start with the two primetime games and kind of work backwards. So last night, uh the 49ers, they just kind of stopped the Rams 24 to 9. And that whole division is two and two, the NFC West. Um, I don't know. It kind of makes me just feel bad about the Rams. It didn't really change how I feel about the San Francisco 49ers, but it's an impressive win for them. They continue to dominate the Rams in the regular season. What do you think about that Monday nighter? Um, really made me uh take those words back real fast. <laughs> um, but then you do remember though, Shanahan does have a good record against McVay. So, but it did Shanahan exposed a lot of problems last night with the Rams. Um, Debo, Debo Samuel just going off over that defense, and then just Matthew Stafford getting sacked several times was crazy to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like it's literally like it's Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, you know, and just watching this target, like the targets share from those guys was crazy. Seeing how, I think it was like the amount of receptions that Cooper cup has is equal to just the amount of targets that all the other receivers for the Rams have, which is ridiculous. And the 49ers expose that. And um, yeah, go. I was about to say, really made me take those words back real fast, especially after that ugly loss they had to Denver. I wouldn't even, yeah, it was ugly. So you can't lose to the Broncos. And then, here they are. They bounce back real, 
real good in prime time, I would say. Yeah, I just, man, I really wish the 49ers had Trey Lance instead of just, because I feel like they were so fascinating with Trey Lance. And now, like, they're good. They're great defensively. They got a good roster, physical, nice weapons. Jimmy G, you know, he's fine. But at the end of the day, you still don't trust him too much in the biggest moments. Um, The Rams, very concerning. I still feel like they'll probably eventually get it somewhat figured out, but I don't think they're – our take of them, my take of them having a pretty good chance to go back to back is looking pretty bad. They look like a disaster. Um, not things are not going well. They got time to figure them out, but man, they lost some key players, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah, those key players are really showing right now. You know, who would have thought that the midseason presence of Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham would have made such a huge difference? You know, how much they heavily relied on those two guys. Yeah. And Andrew Whitworth, you yeah, know, huge they made him wow. made him push for another season just so they can get that ring, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, not the most exciting Monday night game, but certainly a nice statement from the 49ers. The NFC West is murky, man. Uh, the NFC as a whole is murky. But uh, all right. So the Sunday night game was far more exciting. Uh, the Chiefs 41, the Bucks 31. Kansas City really rolled and was just in command the whole game. Brady made a little bit of comeback, but it was never really in doubt. Um, huge statement win for the Chiefs. Um, I think that's that's to me that's just reaffirming they're they're probably the favorites. Uh, Mahomes is still the best quarterback. He just can do ridiculous things. Um, feel great about the Chiefs. Defense is maybe a little bit of a concern, but the offense is still a juggernaut without Tyreek. Um, the Bucks. this was the best their offenses looked. Brady finally was kind of getting it together, but their elite defense also got shredded. Um, I still feel like the Bucks are probably the favorite in the NFC, though, even after this loss. I don't know if that's a hot take for you. Well, the Eagles, maybe. But, like, yeah. it comes down to the experience of Brady versus Hurts. Um, so I don't feel terrible about this loss from the Bucs. I still think the Bucs will be fine, but I think this is more just a huge statement to how good the Chiefs are. Uh, and the, to me, they're, they're the front runners right now. Oh, yeah, the Chiefs performed amazing. <laughs> I mean, really responding back to that trap game um, last week against the Colts. Um, like I said, I put them down as one of my locks. So that was great. It was a great feeling there, um, especially going into – a so-and-so situation in Tampa Bay where they didn't know where they would play the game. So just coming out strong, strong performance, you know, it's crazy to see Mahomes play like a magician like that every week. That was that flipping touchdown who little basketball toss of a play was insane. But uh, Brady and the Bucks, man, a little bit of concern. I mean, but like you said, out of everyone in the NFC what, South, you know, still theirs to go and run I feel like and run with so but it's like they're slowly slowly getting worn out and it's like man do you think Brady I know you, I don't know if you heard the news but do you think Brady can push through this uh, retirement season yeah so the uh yeah I, I was gonna say we want to bring that up the uh Tom Brady your marriage is over to quote Peter Griffin with the cigarette um damn yeah, man. So they room. They're saying he and Giselle they're lawyering up. They're getting a divorce. So he he maybe threw away his. I mean, obviously we don't know the details, but he may have destroyed his marriage to come back and play one more year with the Bucks behind a less not as a line. Um, if he wins the no Super Bowl, it does make me a little worried that 
that will give him the extra motivation he needs for for the eighth ring to be that much more special. Be like, oh, they, the seventh, because the last one was, oh, he could win without Belichick. And then this one will be like, oh, he he got the divorce ring. So got the divorce. fighting ring for an eighth ring. But yeah, obviously um, that sucks for him. Like, no, that's sad. You hate to see that. But yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see if it throws him off. But it's Tom Brady, so I'm sure he's probably going to compartmentalize it and just be motivated to go crazy. But you have to think it would take some toll on him. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I just, I, that's why I say I wonder how this retirement tour is going to go. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. All right. Who you got next? All right. So now we'll go back in time. That that was crazy. Um, man, did the Chiefs look good. So now yeah. we'll go back in time to the Sunday slate. We'll start the one o'clock game. I don't want to talk about the the Bengals and Dolphins too much because I'm sure y'all reacted. I know y'all had that when you did on Thursday. Yep. During that game, so okay, this seems like a perfectly good place to go next. So we we asked the question: What will the nine thirty time frame, nine thirty in the morning London time, do for Mister Kirk Cousins and his one o'clock uh window? Um, he was pretty good. So the Vikings, you know. Wasn't really the game I thought it would be, but they still won. They were one of my locks, and and they won, and they did cover the spread, uh, barely, but they did. Twenty eight twenty five over the Saints in a weird London game, but you know you you come out, you go overseas, you come back with a win. What was your feeling as your Vikings are now three and one? It's a good win. It was a classic Viking Saints game where it just was down to the wire. Um. Kirk Cousins did his job. I wouldn't say he did really good. He did his job. It was some iffy moments here and there. But like you said, to come out from London, though, from a neutral site game for him, though, I would say he did good. So actually, I will say he did pretty good. Just to say that he played under that moment the way Kirk Cousins usually does, you know. So uh, coming out of London, though, got the Bears next. Um, Hopefully that one. Uh, hopefully that one, you know, proves the cha- proves the helps our record and proves the difference of how the heck that they become two and one and you know all that jazz. So hopefully we can knock them down a notch. But uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be. I feel like if the Bears are bringing the defense, they mo- will bring. It's gonna be interesting to see how the Vikings' offense will do. But not too worried about our defense. I think our defense balled out, even though there was some obviously Alave did his thing, but. Yeah, Darn I was about to say, they were depleted and they stuck in that game. That was the main thing I took away from it. I was like, oof, Andy Dalton was firing. <laughs> Love you all against the Bears next week at home, 1 o'clock. But does it does it concern you? This is a little bit, and when I thought we were going to maybe do the power rankings, that kind of had some effect on where how far I moved up the Vikings. But does it concern you a little bit that it was that close with uh, Andy Dalton and they didn't have Michael Thomas or Kamar out there either? Uh, and they still nearly got you. A little bit. Like I said, it was technically a neutral site game. Not really Kirk Cousins at one o'clock. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not, you're not getting the best Vikings out there. That's what <laughs> I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, and especially it's a London game. It was a weird game. Uh, yeah. I was about to say, I, that fan, those fans got more loud for field goals and kickoffs than they did for uh touchdowns no i'm just kidding but that's a it wasn't yes yes it was i'll be a little concerned yes but like i said 
they still performed and got the dub. That's what matters. I mean, we did get a pretty, a lot of people are saying it was a gimme, but I'll, I'll take it, you know, I'll take it. Anytime you win a game, you can, those wins that aren't at one o'clock, you take them however you can get them, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I still feel pretty, pretty good about the Vikings if I was you. Um, and to, and to go off of that, one more thing to make you feel better as well. They got, as you said, Bears at home next week at 1 o'clock, which, you know, it's a division game, but I feel pretty confident. And then your next t- three games after that, you go to Miami, which is tough, but they might not have two up, but still tough. Then you go versus Arizona. I mean, that's another tough one, but, like, the way they've looked so far, I mean, I don't feel super unconfident there. And then you go at the Commanders. And then, so not bad. Not a brutal stretch at all. Then you play at Buffalo, which is rough. But then you get Dallas, Patriots, Jets, Lions, Colts, Giants. Five-game stretch after that. So the schedule oh, is very different from Minnesota. Yikes. That's scary. That's, I mean, that's a while. We'll see. <laughs> but, see, I feel reasonably good about your Vikings. Um, I think you have all the reasons to be optimistic. Um, okay. Next game on the slate. Oh, hang on. I'm looking at the wrong week. Next game on the slate, one that probably didn't get a ton of attention because, I mean, it wasn't the most exciting matchup either, but actually turned out to be a pretty good game and some nice positive vibes for the winner of this one. The Falcons 23, the Browns 20. Again, I mean, I like I said, I was working, so I wasn't able to watch this one. Um, I'm sure not a lot of people were prioritizing it on the red zone, but nevertheless, the Falcons have won two in a row. They're 2-2. Two and two. Browns also 2-2. Two and two. That's a good win for the Falcons for the rebuilding. Yeah. The Browns have a way better roster. And I'll say my biggest takeaway from that, it does continue to show. I think Arthur Smith is a good coach. He's in a deep rebuild with a horrible roster, but they, they play hard for him and he's schematically pretty good. So I think Arthur Smith is the right coach for them to, to rebuild around. I, I, I That's a nice win for Atlanta. Yeah, it was a good win for Atlanta. Um, I picked Atlanta to win that game. That was um, – <laughs> yeah that was we were i mean everyone on the show when we recorded we picked atlanta it was a fun dirty birds ride it looks like we didn't hop on that but nonetheless it was a good game for all those old heads that love running game because that's what it was all about it was all about the running game in that game apparently um but man Mariota's getting it done Not as well i was about to say Mariota's competing out there it's interesting it wasn't obviously they ran it a lot but <laughs> i mean yeah i mean but he's good he helps you in that department you know that's what he's good with i like the take that you said about arthur smith it does give me reassurance with him and how this build will go for the falcons in the future so it's looking good but i was about to say that was a feel-good win for the falcons hell yeah yeah for the browns i don't know man i don't really know what to say about the browns that we haven't they said are... good point good roster yeah. Kobe Brissett. I think they also have a pretty good coach in Stefanski. Um, seems like they can hang around. This was one, I will say on the Browns, this is one that hurts that if you go back and you're like pretty much out of it by the time Watson gets back, you're like, oh, could have, should have had that one at the Falcons. Yep. To Kobe Brissett, and we'd have been three and one. Um, that's all I'll say there. Last thing on this one, I do want to say, you mentioned Mariota. At this point, do you even think that we'll see Desmond? I because I still feel like they're still rebuilding. They're just gonna be bad. 
I still think at some point we will see Ritter. I hope at least. How long do you think it will be before they? I think it's gonna be more later towards the season still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still still optimistic on that one. Yeah, I think Mariota will go for a while, but I I think. Do you think Ritter will start more than like four games? No. No, less. I'm thinking like two or one. Okay, so not till the very end. Mm -hmm. All right, I could see that. All right, so this one was just absurd, as is every game uh, that America's team, the Detroit Lions, plays. Oh lose a heartbreaker, 48-45 to Gino, the best quarterback in the league, Smith, and the Seahawks. Um, I picked the lines in this one, and the more I thought about it, I really shouldn't have, just because of all the people they were missing. But this is the first one I think I got to, again, I even, like – Brought him down a win when we did our revisiting prediction, predictions just because they're the Lions. But, man, the Lions are always going to burn me. They're Even when they have a good team and a coach and hope, and they've looked so good at times, they're still one in three because they have no defense. And their Lions, no matter what, will always just find a way to lose the game. So Damn. I think I've got to just – I've got to stop talking myself into the Lions, man, as much as – as fun as they are. Because, man, you cannot lose that game to Seattle, even with – Swift and St. Brown out. How does Seattle carve you up like that? <laughs> yeah, they were coming in as four and a half point favorites. The Lions were. Um, the public was riding with the Lions too. And that game was amazing to watch. A lot of points were getting thrown everywhere. Um, shout out Jared Goff for keeping these Lions in the game when the defense can't at the moment. Of course, they sh- the defense showed up against the Vikings, but not against, you know, your good old Seahawks. But uh, Geno Smith, man, falling out, falling better than uh, Russ is. So stats say that he's doing better than Russ right now, which is crazy. Well, not really crazy if you think about the situation Russ is in at the moment, but still. You know that <laughs> – the, that uh, Gino got to give credit where credit is due, man. He carved up the Lions' defense. Uh, it's a huge concern. Seattle's a lot better. Than, I I will give Seattle some credit. Also, takes the Seattle's better than I thought they would be. I still think they'll be one of the worst teams, but I think my take of them having the number one pick and being the worst team is wrong. I said they might not win another game after the Denver week. That was clearly wrong. Um, I still don't think they'll win more than like five games, but. I think they can get to five, six wins. They, they've, they're drafted pretty well. I will say both their rookie tackles are already pretty good. Uh, Charles Cross is a beast. That was a home run of a pick at nine. Uh, yep. Seattle. So they've got some nice pieces, and they got all those picks. I mean, I will say, uh, the take on this game, it's obviously very early, but today, who's feeling better about the Russell Wilson trade? <laughs> Probably Seattle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right now, it's hopefully Seattle. So, uh, Detroit, man, their offense is still really fun and really good. But, man, you've got to fix your defense. That yeah, is ugly. Dreadful. 48 points? Did you, to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks and DK Metcalf had to leave your game to go take a poop, and they still won. <laughs> that was like, that's how literally took a poop on them. Next one, Colton. Yeah, the Lions just play instant classics only. Okay, next one. The AFC South, gotta have it, Bull. 
The Tennessee Titans defeat the Indianapolis Colts on the road 24-17. The Titans were rolling them early. Colts kind of almost came back. Their offense is just bad, so they couldn't. The Colts aren't able to build off their nice win over the Chiefs. They're 1-2-1. Titans, after a disastrous start, have bounced back and won two straight. Um, AFC South's going to be sloppy, man. Both these teams are in the mix. I still lean give, I still think Jacksonville's going to win the division. Uh, but the Colts, yeah, this just goes to show that the Chiefs win was kind of some fool's gold, and they're still not going to be a great team, I don't think. Uh, what was your immediate re- initial reaction to this one? was a surprise. Um, had the Titans for this game. Uh, Matt Ryan looks rough out there. Yeah. Age, is a, age is a bitch, man, for him. Uh, <laughs> it's just not looking good. Jim Irsay, just another whiff at quarterback. Um, I'm not saying that Carson Wentz would probably be any better at this situation because the O-line is just collapsing on Matt Ryan. <clears throat> Carson Wentz probably wouldn't have done any better in that situation. So, I mean, Colts are just in a hole, man. Like, who would have thought? I mean, I knew that Matt Ryan signing wasn't, like, going to put a, project them that high up. I know I got a lot of people had him, but I – man, this is just – the thing is starting to spiral for the Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully uh, hopefully they can get it together before the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who knows if the Texans uh, – hopefully that's going to be their challenge for this season now for me to them. It's – can they at least stay better than the Texans? That should be their number one goal. Can you guys at least maintain the stay better than the Texans? Right now, you are. You got the one win on them. They are the only team that doesn't have a win in the league is the Texans. So you got one win so on far, them. So good. <laughs> yeah, so far, you're doing good. So uh, it's going to be a big ask, I think. And this can be fun to watch. This can be my new favorite. That's going to be one of my favorite trends now. Yeah. No, uh, and I was just looking. We do have Jags, Texans, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence round two because Tyrod played the first game last year. So that's probably the game of the week, game of the year. Uh, that's must-see TV right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, Davis Mills. Yeah. He's a, he's a god. Um, anyways, but, yeah, I think the AFC South is scrappy. The Texans, if they get blasted by Jacksonville next week, they're probably out of it realistically. But I do think the Colts, Jags, and Titans, because the rest of the conference is still better, will probably all be in the mix for a while. I still think the Colts will sneak a couple wins, but they're not very good. They're just so limited offensively, too, with the receiving core. The line has even been shaky, even though it's supposed to be one of the best in the league. And, yeah, as you said, Matt Ryan, man, it is just not pretty at this point. Um, I do think – I. I heard one thing people were talking, and I do think it's interesting, like the Colts talking about the Titans and and their rivalry of late. And I don't feel like the Titans are that much better, but they're like – or that Ryan Tannehill is even that great. Obviously, he's not that great. But they talked about, yeah, the Colts have every year, like we've had a different quarterback, and they have had the same guy for these last several years. So while the Titans have built that chemistry and everything with Tannehill, the Colts have a new guy back there every year. And I think it has kind of deflated them to some extent. Yeah. It's not good to have inconsistency at quarterback and Frank Reich. It's just the rotating door trying to get something to write. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little wordplay there, but yeah, it's, uh, it's concerning. I honestly thought it wasn't going to be, I did. I, like I said, when I, when I saw them kick out Rodrigo, 
Blankenship. <laughs> I pretty much put a hex on them. I pretty much I, I put a hex on them and I, I, I'm not going to apologize. You guys jumped the ship, literally jumped off the Blankenship way too soon. So, um, Colts, good luck. <laughs> until until Blankenship gets on a team, I don't think you guys are going anywhere. <laughs> so, that's my I, – I hate to say that because, man, like, what did they do? Like, it, imagine if they had Andrew Luck. That's all I can think of is, like, that's probably what every Colts <laughs> fan always thinks of. It's, man, Andrew Luck, really. <laughs> like, put them that is an all-time pain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, imagine if we had Andrew Luck. Anyways, what's our next game? All right. All right, Jalen. The moment you've all been waiting for. Jets mm-hmm. 24, Steelers 20 at Heinz Field. As I said, I was working, so I couldn't really watch much of any of these games, but I was following this one almost play-by-play. Um, Kenny Pickett comes in. I get my wish. That was my final thought last Tuesday, and it came true. So, yeah, shout out to, to God on that one. Um, <laughs> honestly, if we're being honest, I'll, I'll start with a positive spin. If we're being honest, if you could have said to me, would you rather – then this – maybe this isn't true in hindsight. <laughs> in actually, if you actually went back. But in hindsight, a very comfortable saying – and I think you probably would vouch for me. If you would have told me, hey, would you rather you can beat the Jets, sneak by with a win, and you'll be 2-2, two and two, you'll be much more alive and feeling better about your team. But Mitch plays pretty well or well enough to win, and you have to watch Mitch for like four or five more weeks. Or would you rather just lose to the Jets and, you know, pretty kind of an embarrassing fashion. Um, you lose to the Jets, you're one and three, your season's pretty much done, but we're just going to roll with Pickett. I would have probably rather just seen Pickett. And they put him out <laughs> there after Mitch only gets six points in the first half. Clearly, it was a right decision. Kenny Pickett, yes, he did throw three interceptions. I'll get to that more in a minute. I think two. I'll consider them two because one of them was the Hail Mary interception. I was paying attention. I was watching the Kenny Pickett action. Yeah. So. I was about to say, I, I consider it too, before and, you go in more in-depth on those, but consider, we'll keep going. You're doing great right now. The other two weren't completely his fault either. Like, they weren't – I'll get more to that. Obviously, he was not perfect, and they lost to the Jets, so he has to take some <laughs> of the blame. But Mitch, I saw the stat. Kenny Pickett scored two touchdowns in his first three drives, and Mitch had scored two touchdowns in, like – is like in like 40 drives. Like he was not scoring more than down a game. He had not scored more than like one touchdown a game. Uh so like clearly it provided a spark and the offense is better with Kenny. He's just a more decisive thrower. He makes quicker reads. He gets it out much quicker. He's got more confidence, more spunk. He just has more of a swagger that Mitch does not have. Like that sounds stupid, but like you watch the highlights, like you see the game, like you can literally tell the difference. Like so it was the right decision. It should have honestly happened sooner, but I understand why they didn't want to have Mitch in there. Um, overall, it's a bad loss, and the Steelers are not a good team. Mike Tomlin's losing a season's uh, streak, I think, is going to come to a close. Yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> it's looking rough. But, I mean, that's what happens when you're T.J. Watt dependent. I mean, I think that defense is really deep in. They're losing players, and you guys just lose Mika as well, I think. Uh, um, he's like, or is he? He's, he's questionable. Just, he's banged up. It wasn't like a serious injury, but he's uh, he's not a hundred percent. 
just not okay. clear. Because I know Minka was questionable. Um, but yeah, dude. And see what this run game turns out to be this season for uh, the rookie. Hopefully he gets some help there. But I did like the way he was playing. I like the fact that he was aggressive, like he said. I think that's what the Steelers fans were waiting for, that Big Ben classic big arm, throw it down, you know. But this is uh, Kenny Pickett, and he was the opposite, you know. He was big arm and letting it loose early and quick, like you were saying. Um, Didn't have a pass at the – I was also hyped about the connection with Pickens. Yes. Because most importantly, this man put up the highlight of the preseason, most like more than likely for some. And he – was absolutely silent with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. And right when Kenny Pickett came in, you just started getting these highlight catches coming out left and right because he's getting target. And, and, and But guess what? Firemuth was getting targets as well. Guess what? So was Chase Claypool. So was everybody else because I know Chase Claypool got a target because that's happened to a for an interception. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, like that's what I'm saying. Like the ball was getting moved around. The offense, I think, is start. I hope Canada's offense pieces it to get, hopefully show some more fruition because Big Ben was stalling it. Mitch stalled y'all out. Hopefully, I would take, like you said at the beginning of your take, yeah, I would definitely take a loss to the Jets if I got to see some Kenny Pickett action. Yeah. And because uh, if you would have won that game, like we were talking about on Tuesday, last Tuesday, um, if you guys would have won that game, with Mitch Trubisky starting and he played well, probably would not have seen Pickett until like week 10 or something like that until like, you know, the actual bye week or something like that. So it, uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. They pulled the plug. Cause I, like you said, I think that was an executive decision from up top. They were like, all right, we've seen enough. <laughs> we've seen enough. Mitch, like these much. guys are booing us. Mitch, the very... <laughs> they are booing. Mitch very much lost that job. He, yeah. he he cannot they gave Mitch plenty of he had enough rope. Like that was a decent amount of rope. That was three and a half games. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it was not getting any better. It was not getting any better whatsoever. Um I will say so the whole argument to and I guess Mike Tomlin being a defensive coach makes sense. The whole argument to putting Mitch in or rolling with Mitch is that he's a veteran, he's not gonna make the mistakes. And yes, Pickett did have the three picks, although he didn't have a pass hit the ground. The second yeah. one was a Hail Mary. He completed every pass that he to either their team or our team. Uh, the first interception was like a 50-50 ball to a 6-4 Chase Claypool against like a 5-9 safety, and the safety somehow just ripped it from Claypool. Um, Chase Claypool played terrible. He didn't catch a single pass, and he yeah. that interception. The second one was definitely the worst, and that was the one that gave the Jets the ball to get the go-ahead touchdown, and that was one which still hit Fryermuth in the hands, but he threw it kind of fast and high. It went kind of through Fryermuth's hands. That one was bad. Pickett, definitely Pickett, more on Pickett. But overall, still, the offense was more productive. I would rather, much rather, like how bad the offense was with Mitch, like you'd much rather take the mistakes take the live with the rookie interceptions and turnovers. There's going to be a lot of rookie mistakes with Pickett. I'm not unrealistic, like, especially with the next. It's going to be fun now. Coming up. But yeah, but they should at least score more points. Like they clearly were moving the ball. I would rather move the ball and not go three and out every time like Mitch. And I'll live with the couple rookie interceptions and rookie mistakes that he's going to make. If he, cause he still moves the ball. He's running more. He's just, it was just better. So I was thrilled to see Kenny Pickett in action 
not so thrilled with the Steelers roster or their season outlook. But at this point, though, that's why I said the season's also just beginning. Because from this point on, it's just about develop Kenny. How does he look? If they're bad, but Kenny Pickett, like, improves over the course of the year and you're like, okay, like, he looks like the guy. It's a successful season, even if they are bad. Yeah, I was about to say, it's going to be fun to watch the growth now of Kenny. You know, now you get to literally see it's going to be fun. It's going to have its ups and its downs. But, you know, that's going to be, I think, for once, you don't have that consistency at quarterback again, thanks to all the Roethlisberger injuries in the end of his career. Um, but now you finally, if these next couple of games go positive to, positively, you guys hopefully, you know, can get that motivation and trend going that, hey, this guy is – you know, our franchise guy. We can check that box off for later, but it's going to be a lot of games for him to prove that. It's going to be a fun journey for you now. Now you're in the – you're just in the – got to wait and see and see how this kid performs. Who's next? All right. Uh, real quick, I know we just spent way too much time on the Steelers. I do feel like we got to give the Jets a little bit of respect and a little bit of love in these last two and a half minutes before the Zoom call ends. Uh, yep. Zach Wilson, first game back from an injury, was really rocky at times, was not completing a high percentage of throws. He had the nice touchdown drive. Tomlin defenses are tough. Yeah, other than that, he was kind of struggling. And then the last two drives, I mean, credit to him. Like, our offense failed to kind of put the game away. He was down 20-10, went right down and scored, gets it back on a pick, right down, score, go ahead, touchdown. He made some nice throws, uh, nice touchdown to Corey Davis. He, he made mistakes early, but – I mean, if that was the most exciting, best part of it from a Jets fan, one, they look solid. They're playing hard for him. But coming off an injury first game back, yes, Zach Wilson had some of the sloppiness and mistakes that made him a disaster as a rookie. But he looked improved, and that's encouraging. He definitely looked better than he did as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, how did it feel to get gritted on by a Jets quarterback in your home stadium? I mean, like I said, I wasn't watching. <laughs> oh, that's right. You didn't see that. Dude, everyone on TikTok, like I've seen it on social medias, dude. Everyone's just like, man, this is painful. <laughs> like, they're just watching watching Zach Wilson first game back grittying on the Steelers. But um, it was it was a good game for Zach Wilson. Um, it was really exciting, though, when everyone saw Kenny Pickett. I think that game really took off when Kenny Pickett came onto the field. Because then it was Zach Wilson versus Kenny Pickett and not Zach Wilson versus Mitch Trubisky. So it was a, it was a good game. It lived up to – it exceeded expectations, I guess some would say, because they didn't expect a Kenny Pickett second-half entry, you know. Right. Now, yeah. Very dramatic start to the career. And Sala, got to give Sala some credit as well, like I said. He, he's got the Jets scrappy. All mm -hmm. right. Let me uh, do more. We can. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Working on down the slate. We'll power through some of the rest of these. So this was arguably the best matchup of the weekend. Um, then it had another bizarre ending. Bills 23, Ravens 20. Another cool. gamble that doesn't end up uh, paying off. You know, everyone, I respect the decision. I feel like most people do. But at the same time. You know, it has – they have done it a few times, and it has not worked out for them. Um, so, what's your reaction to the Bills rallying after the Ravens were kind of smoking them early, and they managed to keep Josh Allen in check? But the Bills get out of there with a win. That's a huge one for the Bills. Yeah, tale of two sides for the uh, for the Ravens. 
Uh, so, I mean, first half, like you said, Ravens were cooking. Lamar Jackson cooking. Um, you know, blowing them out. Bills had no answers. Still in their funk from what happened to, with Miami. And then turn around, second half, Bills rally. They're throwing it over the top on the Ravens defense. And I think that's something that a lot of the media has been covering and talking about that I do agree with is the Ravens pass defense is getting torched in these games of late when it comes down to these comebacks. Um, it's going to be a big factor when you get into the late season and when you have to play guys like Joe Burrow, you know, Patrick Mahomes and probably Josh Allen again. So, but that's luckily something that hopefully they can fix because it is an early matchup. So they did get to see that, you know, that resolve, that result, I guess you can say. So hopefully they get to fix that up, but another another blowout that they lost you know like just like my it's another afc east team too supposedly that did it to them too yeah so um both of them prop and both teams are probably going to be in the playoffs so it's gonna be it's a little concerning for the ravens if i was them it's a little concerning but like i said some notes you do, do get to take that lamar was performing really well i mean they just couldn't close the game and i think that's what that I think they just needed that one more, two more scores from Lamar, but can't really put the blame on him. I think this is a team thing when it comes down to blowing a lead like that because the Chiefs showed us firsthand how to handle a, a comeback, and they said, don't let up the gas, and they kept cooking the Bucks. Yeah. So hopefully the Ravens take a note from them So just so that way they can at least cover up that uh, defensive flaw. Yeah, I would say, yeah, the Ravens and Bills are both definitely, to me, two Super Bowl-caliber teams uh, because of the quarterbacks and not just that, the coaches and the rosters. But they both have definitely big question marks at the moment. Um, And the Ravens, yeah, their defense just kind of failing in big spots late, failing to protect leads. I will say you can't – you say you can't blame that one on Lamar, and definitely not all on him. But he did throw the pick on the last play. Like he's got to, he can't throw a pick there. Like he's definitely better off because they're right on the goal line. He's better off just throwing it out of bounds, even though it would have been a turnover on downs. Um, so he's got a that that mistake. I feel like was partial was on him, but definitely not the loss as a whole. It is a little concerning for the Ravens. Um, if I mean, if I was the Ravens, that this does kind of keep happening where they lose games like this, and like. I respect the aggressiveness and everything, but mm-hmm. it keeps failing. At some point, maybe you should just start taking field goals. <laughs> like I know there's nothing wrong when you have Justin Tucker taking the field goals too. You know, like come on, yeah. like that's a guaranteed three. But I mean, I respect the call. I'm not gonna lie. So that's why I was like, it's kind of a team thing because, like, at the end, it shouldn't have come down to just one play at that one yard line and late in the fourth quarter should have been, you know, the game should have been over by that point at where they were sitting going into the half. So that's where I stand. Cause they did blow, they blew it. They blew another one. That's as simple as that. You know, that's what it, so that's a team thing. Yeah. Are you concerned at all about Josh Allen and the bills offense having uh, kind of been slowed down a lot these last two games after the way they started? concerned a little bit but it also comes with all that pressure and expectations I think that's also like weighing it down so not really honestly I think they're still sitting nice um that Dolphins game was I think a reality check and they rallied together now to be a Ravens team away when they almost did that 
again at Miami. So, I mean, the de- offense is still producing. Defense is still Matt Milano and all those guys and Vaughn Miller. They're still dogs. So, not really too concerned about how the Bills are going to be. I still think they're still in my – if I were to say, since we're getting going to not doing power ranks, that's not the reason. I'd say they're probably like top three. Yeah. So, and like I said, they wouldn't move off. No. no. No, I, yeah, I agree. When it, uh, it's somewhat concerning, but they still won in Baltimore. That's one of the better teams in the league. Um, so I would have still had them in my top three. And, you know, they do – you know, it doesn't get any easier for them. They do have to go play Kenny Pickett in his first NFL start next week. So that's, you know, that's almost way harder than defending Lamar Jackson probably. Well, wait, is it uh, – are they hosting Kenny? Oh, yeah. His first, oh. first NFL start at Buffalo. Welcome. Oh, to- man. Who knows what can happen? Yeah, that's a game where you don't know what's going to happen. He goes well, to Buffalo. No, I we all know probably what's going to happen. But if he shows yeah, up, I was gonna say, well. he's going he's gonna to learn real quick. He goes at Buffalo, home versus Tampa and Brady. Then he goes oh. in Miami for Sunday night football. And then he goes against Philly. Next four games. Big welcome to the league. Two defenses, yeah. like two defense. The Von Miller. I can just see Von Miller giving him a welcome to the league moment. Yeah. I can definitely see that happening to the that's, poor kid. That's why I like, said he is going to get lit. He's probably going to get a couple lits on him that he shouldn't have get gotten. But because it's like his first start, some vets got to give him some. You know, that NFL welcome. Uh, it's going to be. It's gonna be a those defenses are gonna be great tests though for the for Kenny Pickett. Hopefully Pickens gets like I said, Pickens a fire move, just keep dogging out and helping them out and get the run game going. But that line, but anyways, we're done with the Steelers. Where we're going to next. <laughs> next one, Jalen. Well, we're sitting here driving the uh the bandwagon, it's a little bit of a better week for the Davis Mills bandwagon. Definitely a lot better week than last week, although still not a happy ending. The Texans fall 34-24 to the Chargers. Chargers go into Houston and cover the spread, went on the road by 10 in a game that they were rolling early, and then the Texans made a nice comeback. I believe they had it down to three at one point. I was kind of keeping an eye on this one because, you know, Got to keep tabs as the official, as the uh, driver of the bandwagon. Uh, Mills, he threw a bad pick early when they got him in a hole. And then he was really pretty good, really good the rest of the game. And then he threw a pick at the end to kind of end their comeback. So he had two picks. But other than that, he was a lot better. He threw for a lot more yards, more accurate. So he was solid. Um, I debated when I thought we were doing power actions, putting the Chargers in my rankings. Because even though they have all these injuries, Ronnie Stanley, Joey Bosa, and definitely aren't the team everyone thought they could be or would be, at least early. They can still, at any time, can still win any game just because of Justin Herbert. He was phenomenal. And I know it's Texans, so I don't want to give him too much credit. But, man, Herbert was phenomenal uh, in this game. And, and Do you think, Chargers, just from playing? what you were just saying, I want, I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. just from what you were just saying, do you think the Chargers are very similar to the Cardinals now? Like in their situation where you say they can win any given Sunday just because they're quarterback? Yeah, I feel way better about them than the Chargers, than the Cardinals, though. I like just – Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I agree, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. almost very similar situation yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah, can't write this team off yet because they have this guy running the helm of the offense, you know? I still like them to make the playoffs even with all their injuries. 
I don't like him as much as I did before, obviously, but yeah, yeah no, it's gonna be a scrappier, it's gonna like, be scrappier. Mm-hmm. I but yeah, that's what I took away from that. And it's for the Davis Mill train that we're uh, or fan wagon that we're uh, coordinating here. Um, I'm glad that we got a couple more hand, more hands on deck these last couple of weeks to root for the Davis Mill bandwagon. But uh, my Xbox just letting me know they're about to shut down. But is Dave on the Mills bandwagon. I know Christian is on. So the I think so. I think he is on it. So I think the next. I was about to say we got we got some new hands on deck. Um, but back on to Davis Mills. He did perform really good. You know, like he said, he did. <clears throat> I mean, that last pick does suck, but. That's Davis Mills and the Texans right now for you. You know, the expectations are low, but when he, he performs well, that's what we're here to see. You know, we're like, all right, there you go, Davis. That's why you're sticking around right now. So, yeah, that was what I was to say. Good job, Davis. Keeping yourself relevant. And that's what we like to see. It's like the Texans are like the AFC of the Lions. You know, just keep fighting. Make it look scrappy. And that's what he did. All right. I like it. Well, end of the day like you said he's still on the texans so you got to give him like twice as much credit for anything he does exactly <laughs> up to the next one this one as i was tracking all these scores uh on the side while i was working this one really just pissed me off because i immediately saw how it was going and i was just immediately like why did i make the commanders one of my three locks why would i ever do that even though they were facing a backup 25-10, Cooper Rush's Cowboys rolled the Commanders. It was a little close early, and then the Cowboys were just a far better team. Add the Commanders to the list of teams for me to permanently bail on and never trust. And I know we were lower on them this year. It's not like we had crazy expectations for them. But I said, like, I was a little unsure they could be sneaky, like, competitive and interesting. We hyped them up a little bit with their weapons in the first couple weeks. Um, nah, they're the Commanders, and they're always going to suck. So they suck. Uh, Cooper Rush still never lost. What did you think about this one? Um, the QB controversy gets more spicier in Dallas. Obviously, I hope Dallas sticks with Dak, but make sure he heals 100%. Um, I had this conversation with my grandma when we were watching the Bucks game. You know, when got, Chris Godwin got hurt again and kept and everything, I was like, this is why I put, we need to wait for players. Just be 100% out there, you know? Because Godwin just keeps coming back off of injuries thinking he's ready, but I think he's just rushing it. So just like, you know, same thing for Dak. If you got Cooper Rush, it's a nice thing to have. He's the hot hand. Ride the hot hand, you know? As for the commanders and what happened to them, I called it. Michael Parsons tore them apart. <laughs> Michael Parsons made sure that that, that Carson Wentz regretted, regretted having any sort of fun to the, that Sunday in Dallas. So... Yeah, good job, Dallas, man. Three and one, making that Eagles game coming up soon. I don't know when they see each other, but I know it's soon. Um, that's gonna be a good game. I was about to say, whenever those cow, those command that Eagles and Cowboys are gonna be a great game this this season, especially the way if their Dallas is handling themselves. Mike McCarthy, give him credit, man. Yeah. He's got to give him credit. No oh, yeah. quarterback. You know, questionable offensive weapons. I thought they were dead. They're winning games. Yeah, I. I, They're dead after the first week. Yeah, you know, we all did. You know, got to give them credit. He rallied these boys together with Cooper Rush. I think, like I said, you look at the numbers. Cooper Rush is putting up decent numbers. Now it's more of a team effort for the Cowboys, so it's a good feeling for them. Um, Yeah, gotta give Mike McCarthy some shout out there. 
and that's a rare thing. I, I, I had a question myself and hold it back a little bit, but yeah, good job. Cowboys is a team effort, you know? So like, I got nothing really negative to say about them. <laughs> um, last take on this one. We, we mentioned Desmond Ritter. Do you think Sam Howe will be the next – Kenny Pickett getting his first start this week? Is Sam Howe the next one of next guy to, to unseat the starter? Because Wentz, Wentz has looked real bad these last two weeks. I don't know. I think Robert Vera's classic. I don't think he's going to pull the trigger yet. Give it a couple more weeks. I say give it a couple more weeks. If Carson Wentz stinks the bad a couple more weeks, yeah. I think, yeah, when, like, the season's actually, like, trashed and over – and like maybe the locker room's done with Carson Wentz, but All right. yeah, give it a couple more weeks. All right, we got five more. We'll speed through some of these. Uh, we'll speed All through. Right. All right, we talked about the Texans, the only team in the NFL without a win, and now we'll get to through four weeks, the only team in the NFL without a loss. The Eagles beat mm. Jacksonville twenty nine twenty one. Kind of a weird game. They fell behind fourteen zero, then just kind of flat out dominated for a while before the Jags got a touchdown late. Trevor Lawrence did not look so good in the rain. He had a lot of – he had four fumble lo- fumbles lost. Um, but the Eagles, man, they continue to look like the top team in the NFC and arguably in the league. I, I mean, I think the Chiefs are better, but definitely the NFC. What are your thoughts on this one? And Jacksonville didn't look horrible. There's just – the Eagles, I think, are just really good. This doesn't really make me feel terrible about Jags either. Yeah, same here. Don't feel bad about the Jags. Lawrence just had butterfingers in the rain, which is not good when your team plays in Jacksonville <laughs> in an open stadium. So hopefully he gets that down. Um, hopefully he does some wet ball some wet ball drills in the next couple of weeks. Um, but not too concerned, you know. More just some growing pains for the young quarterback Trevor Lawrence. That's what I'm seeing that as at the end of the day. And uh, Eagles, they are just. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. And that's why I gave Dallas so much. Guys, let's, let's, I look for everyone out there. That's why I'm just talking up the Dallas Cowboys. I think I, I can't, I can't go through Colby another deep Eagles playoff run where they're like the heavy favorites. Hearing all that smack talk, man, it's just, I can't, I can't go through that again. I, I can't, those, I have, I'd rather. Uh, that's why I really want Dallas to give them their first loss. Uh, it'd be so fun. I don't know when that game is, but if Dallas does hand them that loss, oh my God, even the media will be just on top of it. And that's why I just want to hear, you know, but Eagles, man, you guys do look good. <laughs> like at the end of the day, they do look really good. All right. So, <laughs> All right. You mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the last thing on this one. You mentioned, the you want the Cowboys to, to beat them um, and how good the Eagles are. So as the last undefeated, let's real quick just play the where's the loss game. I'm going to read off their next couple games. You tell me when you think their first loss will be. Okay. They play at Arizona next week. Then no. they go Dallas at home on Sunday night football. There it is. <laughs> there it is. That's great. That one. Then that they- one. Prime time. Dak is back. In that's Philly, only Zach's first game back or Cooper Rush in Philly. Come on, man. I still think the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. Dude, that's a Dallas. Come on. That is all oh, that just screams. Dude, Dallas screams. Dude, that's an NFC East classic where Dallas comes in there. It's gonna be a great game. Wow. And Dallas will go in there 
it'll be like a oh god i can't believe i'm saying this it's gonna be a dig pick or michael parsons like fumble recovery that'll seal the game i'm already calling i can see it right now it's gonna be like some defensive i'm not i'm talking like metlife miracle miracle at metlife type stuff man i'm talking like deshaun jackson returning the punt type level like this game's gonna be that game sounds like it's gonna be pretty hyped up if that comes back on that one that's why i'm saying take it easy don't put them in for the rams game this week like especially when you have aaron donald coming in when like don't let his hand hit his helmet like everyone's already saying that could happen but that's the game yeah I, I was about to say i do expect them to win against the cardinals that one i hesitated a little bit because like we said kyler any given sunday but no that defense the eagles are going to bring at kyler might be too much he doesn't have too much weapons to help him out yet d hop's not back yet to help that problem so i gotta I'm gonna say all right, but anyways, let's keep going and say when do you think, Colby? When do you think? So keep going and let's say when I'm do you looking think. at this schedule. It's going to be a weird one. They're going to lose one they shouldn't lose somewhere. Um, so it's just a matter of guessing what that is. Well, if you look at the oh, wait, schedule, they play man, the they're going to be favored in every single game they have left. They, Probably the Packers then, huh? No, I was just say the Packers at home on Sunday Night Football. They host the that. Game. That's their hardest game on their schedule. Probably. But they hosted. You said, right? like two games, man. <laughs> Dude, wait, that means games. that means they're but they're hosting that one. You said right? It's not yeah. at Lambeau. It's at Philly. They'll still probably be favored. They will probably be favored. Yeah, they're game. gonna. Yeah, they would probably be favored for that game if they're at home. I don't Jeez. know where the loss is, man. At Davis Mills on Thursday night football, maybe that that screams a Texans trap game. That Thursday night Texans yeah. at Texans. At Houston, dude, that screams a Davis Mills trap game. There you go, bandwagon fans. Circle that one on your calendar. That's a Thursday <laughs> night game. We're going to be – we might have to live cast somehow. No, actually, actually, you know what? No, I got. I know what I would got my pick and which one it's going to be. All right. It'll be on November 20th at the Colts at 1 o'clock. Weird random game. Frank Reich revenge game. Colts are familiar, veteran team. They maybe have their act together at least a little bit by then, and the Eagles just get caught napping on the road. That's that is true. I mean, that is a familiar team because the Colts do some for some reason play them a decent amount. Frank, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll put that. And that could be a candidate. Yeah, for a trap game as well. <laughs> okay. Right, what else? We got three more, four more, four more. Final four. Gross but fun. Uh, the two surprise two and ones. Battling to see who would be the worst three and one team in the league. The Bears at the Giants, Giants 20, Bears 12. The Bears get four field goals. Justin Fields had some nice highlight throws, but overall, the offense was still dreadfully bad. They still barely let him pass. Both the Giants quarterbacks got hurt in this game, and they finished it running with Saquon out of the Wildcat. The quarterback still held on for the win. Man, Brian Dayball, like. You don't apologize for three and one. I still don't think the Giants are a great team, but man, how what a difference a year makes. The positive energy, Saquon looking good. They got a coach in New York, I think. You think? I think I know. I know they got a coach in New York, man. Um they, that was a game that you had to win. I don't know. I'm looking at my pick right now. I'm like, man, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why did I pick the Bears? I think it was just the heat of the moment, but the game must have gave some rally cry that I was like, yeah, sounds good enough. I think but anyways, 
But anyways, the Giants, man, to see Saquon Barkley just run the quarterback helm, being that Wildcat, Wildcat really spoke about what that offense is about. Um, Like, really, it was like the offense runs through him. Like, le- legitimately ran through him. Um, So, good job, man. Dayball's getting it through, you know. Whoever's at the quarterback spot, it looks like they'll win. <laughs> I would say – you know, they probably won't be like the last team where we're talking about favorite in every situation, but they are competitive. We'll say that. They are competitive. You know what the Giants got next week, Jalen? This will yeah, be one, on Thursday to talk about. They play the Packers in London. First Ooh. ever, first, how rude of the NFL. First ever game in London between two teams with a winning record. <laughs> first time ever. I blame the Saints, man. We could have had that last week. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Are you worried about Justin Fields, or do you think it's just there's so little around him and he's still learning, or do you have legitimate concerns that it's just going to Bears always play good against us for some reason. So slightly concerned just based on the rivalry aspect of it. But outside of that, if I were saying if it was like any other team that he was playing against, let's say if he was playing against, we're looking at the card here, the Patriots, I would say – no. <laughs> so, uh, no. <laughs> All right. No, I respect. I wouldn't be too concerned either. Justin Fields, I hope. I really am rooting for Justin Fields because he would be fun if he was good on the Bears. And, like, I did love him as a prospect, but he's got a long way to go. All right. Rolling through. Arizona 26, Carolina 16. And it's official, Jalen. I've jumped. I've jumped off the Baker Mayfield ship. I needed a win streak or something to keep me on. He managed to keep me on the railing for an extra week last week, and then this was just right back to being in the dumpster. Um, and he didn't look great in the one win. So yeah, it's over. He's bad. The Panthers are bad. They are not a sleeper team. We were uh, wrong about that. <laughs> That's my big take on that one. Yeah, the Panthers officially burned me for the last time. <laughs> I can no longer put them in my lock of the week. I th- I'm looking at it. I think I put them two weeks. I put them as my lock, and they have failed me both times. Um, so congratulations, Panthers. You guys managed to be one of my first ban- teams to be banished from my lockums. I don't care what the situation is. Baker, he... Uh, we're gonna see Sam Darnold soon. Not like at this rate, we might actually see. Like I know he's still hurt, but like at this rate, we will be seeing him at some point. Um, Matt Rule, that Nebraska job man's looking real tasty, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, you know, so. it's it's also funny. I was listening to Albert Breer. He went on Rich Eisen's show yesterday, and they were talking about the Panthers. And he was like, "The thing about Matt Rule, he's like, well, it's not like." every NFL hot seat situation because of the college thing. He's like, those timelines don't add up. So he's like, if uh, like, if it's looking like for sure, he's going to get fired. Like the time that college teams are like hiring their coaches after the season, it's like the NFL season is still going on. So this man might be like in season negotiating with Nebraska and all these schools that are trying to hire him for college. I mean, oh, yeah. imagine if he just like, if he did the classic, I quit before you can fire me and like book a college job and just quit knowing he's about to get fired in like a week or two. Nice. That's how, I mean, that, that sounds like the way to go out right now for him. I mean, the defense is all right, but 
you can't get anything going on offense. It's so gross. And Christian McCaffrey, he he can't do too. You can't put the workload too much on him, man. You can't. So yeah. Ugh. Arizona feel you know it's a swim. It makes me feel like, as I said, they're always gonna have a chance with Kyler, but I think they'll be probably a slightly around or slightly over 500 team, maybe sneak into the playoffs. Um, but it was a nice win for them to – this would have been real panic mode had they lost this one. Yeah, they're trying to float by until uh, D-Hop comes back so that offense can truly wake up. Yeah. All right, two more. Packers 27, Patriots 24. Needed overtime to beat Bailey Zappi and the Patriots. Uh, still looking a little rocky in Rogers town in Green Bay, but they're still three and one. And I do feel like their offense is slowly getting better as Rogers is kind of figuring out these receivers. Um, that was slightly concerning. It should have probably not been that close, um, but you escape with a win thoughts on, on your rival uh, and the Packers moving to three and one there. I hope they're concerned about how that game turned out for them. <laughs> and I hope everyone else concerned about how Bailey Zappi's prodigy story is going out. Colby, while you were there, can you take a look at the Patriots schedule real quick for me? Because I'm pretty sure Bailey Zappi, from what I've heard, could have a chance here to get something going while Mac Jones is, you know, down for the count for a couple weeks. Back like next week though, right? He's not Matt, that's crazy, man. Let this man heal. Like I said, let the man heal. If Bailey Zappi dogs out, let him dog out. Oh man, Jalen. <laughs> I got to say, whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, you may be right about that. The Patriots could go on a little run right here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, whoever's at the helm, they're about to go on a run. That's what I got from that game. Next four weeks, they got Detroit at home, which is probably – and that's probably the toughest game out of these next four. Detroit at home, they go – maybe not. They go to Cleveland. To Cleveland is – Kind of tough for a team like the Patriots. No well, if you're Belichick, I don't know. If, yeah, if you're Belichick, Belichick, you don't need the – he tunes out a lot of BS. Then they get the Bears at home on Monday night football. Oh. Patriots love them there. Then they go at the Jets. Oh, gosh. Then they go Colts at home, and then they play the Jets again, this time at home. So they play the Jets twice in three weeks, sandwiched by the Colts. I mean, but their next yeah. – Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets. That's a get-right stretch. Exactly. That's why I said, like, if you need to let Mac Jones rest, let's see what this Bailey Zappi kid can do. There's some hype around him. Let's see what the guy can do. Um, if Mac Jones is healthy, bring him back in in the Lions. The Lions are known for being fun shootout teams anyways. So, I mean, let Mac Jones get loose in that game. So, just come out winning. That's all I expect out of these next few games for the Patriots to go on a tear because they gave the Packers a run for their money. And uh, I, I like the, the Patriots, as always, are staying true to their theme. September football is not their best football, of course. And, of course, as the season goes on, this team's looking better. And I wouldn't be surprised if that win streak that you were just, like I was before mentioning, happens. Yep. All right. Final game. And this was one of my locks of the week. This was my favorite pick of the week. And I got it right, so it feels vindicated. Raiders 32, Broncos 23. Raiders get their first win. The Broncos defense that had been great the first three weeks gets carved up as Derek Carr and the offense kind of get right. Still major hack at questions in Denver. Um, 
what's your big takeaway from this game, Jalen? Is this more a panic for the Broncos or more, okay, the Raiders are maybe uh, finding their footing a little bit now? I think it was more of a reality setting in, like, Broncos, yeah, we're 2-1, and one. we're floating around, we're, we're up there. And then it's like, here comes the Raiders who are winless. Winless. I knew they would lose this game. <laughs> I, knew, I knew the Broncos were going to lose this game. And I talked myself into picking them this week, um, that week. Um, I talked to myself into putting them as my big statement. No, big performer. Yeah, great. That didn't happen at all. Those receivers didn't do jack. I mean, they did put up more points and touchdowns than they have all season. But, geez, man, to lose to the Raiders, who are already like – my main thing is you lost McDaniels. So, it's – it's just disappointing. Good job for the Raiders, though. I mean, like you said, getting back on the wagon, you know, the wheels are run, real, wheels are rolling now. Hopefully they can keep that going. But Broncos, yeah, I think this was more of a – hopefully more of a wake-up call for the Broncos. But just as good also for the Raiders. Yeah. All right. And with that, that wraps up the slate. We're, we're running out of time again. We, we got – Probably spent too much time on some of these games. It's my bad, but got nine minutes here. Let's uh, let's knock out the uh, true detectives. Go back to our roots of solving uh, murders in the West Virginia mountains. Uh, oh, yeah. We are some true detectives, as you know. So, can you give me the quick rundown on the rules of this game, and then we'll we'll knock out a few teams here before we got. All go. right. So, some of these teams we have done this one time. This segment one time. Here is our true detectives. We're back. And we're solving the mysteries. Some of these teams are still unsolved, Colby. And these teams are still hiding in the two and two category. So each team has two wins, which is two clues for us to put together, whether or not they're hopeful or pretty much a fraud or fraud. So if they're good or not, pretty much. Uh, they messed up the wording there. But yeah, so our job is to pretty much have these two wins are they worth? Is it? Are those two wins good enough for us to say, yeah, this team still has a chance to be a top tier team, or, or I guess a playoff team, or does this team have these two wins? They're not going to exceed expectations. This is all a lie, so and so on. I'm sorry. Got what, it. what was the the two wins? Sorry. Two wins are your clues. Those are your two reasons why they are either a fraud. Or okay. why they okay, are. got it, got it. Okay. okay, Jesus. Okay, so first team up, Colby, the Jets. Okay, two and two. Zach Wilson had a winning debut, and we had young pieces showing out early for the Jets, and they're buying into Robert Sala. That's my two clues. Do, do you think the Jets are frauds, or do you think they are true? Uh, I mean, I want to say they're true, but I, I mean, I still think they're frauds, really. Pittsburgh, you know how we feel about that. And the other game they won was a miracle over the Browns. It's still going to be a gauntlet of a schedule in the AFC. I do think Zach Wilson can improve, and they, they have enough pieces. They'll take a solid step forward. Like, I do think they'll get five, six, seven wins, but I don't see them as real threats to be a playoff team. So I'll say, in spite of their two nice wins and the most hope they've had in years, they're still frauds. Let's call them phonies. I think that would be a funny one. Let's okay. call them phonies. <laughs> Let's call them big phonies. All right. No, so they're a phony. All right. I like that too, honestly. That's why I had written down here. Um, 
two small i mean yeah it's awesome that zach wilson won his debut it's hype i love the pieces that they're buying in the solo but i need more i need more it's not enough clues for me to detect you as a true true team yet you know to figure you out next one up mention them a little bit this team we're probably going to keep on our mystery list a little bit longer the browns Ooh, that is a much tougher one um here's my two clues colby okay they got a strong identity, run run team, and a good defense. Mm-hmm. We know that much about them, and they stick true to it. The other clue, Jacoby Brissett is not the answer until week 11. So, what are you thinking about the Browns, Colby? Do you think they're good, those two things stack up? Yeah, I mean, I think as good as their running game is and as physical as they are and as tough of an out as they are, as talented, I do think the Jacoby Brissett clue leans me to believe they don't. And I'll tell you what, when I was really looking, I just pulled up their schedule because they're 2-2, two and two, uh, but it gets a lot tougher the rest of the way. They get Watson back week 11 at the Texans. But the rest of the way until that point, they go Chargers, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bucks. That's a lot tougher than what they've been playing these first few four weeks. To, mm-hmm. only get, to only get two wins out of Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons compared to what they're about to have to do the rest of the way, I, I think they're frauds. There you go. All right, next team, these two teams also in the AFC North. It's crazy how scrappy you guys are up there, oh. <clears throat> except for your team. <clears throat> but anyways. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. <laughs> we talked about them in great detail. The Ravens. Second half letdowns is our clue. Okay. And the two wins were against pretty iffy teams. So uh what are what are our thoughts on the Ravens? You know, those are, are phonies? That are they phonies a, or maybe more think they're still truthful? Getting credit for. Um I still don't think they're phonies at the end of the day, just because they still have some solid players in their defensive front even though their defense isn't what it used to be by any stat, stretch of the way. And they still have just – Lamar Jackson is just too amazing and unique, and it's going to win you games. Because of Lamar Jackson, I I still say they're not frauds, and they're they're true. They're a true team. They're a true contender. But I have to say, and in, as a detective who only can examine the cold, hard facts as a true professional, you do make a compelling case. Those are some alarming facts. Those are – some legitimate questions that make this a more compelling case. And there's a reason why I had to put one of those evidence out, and that was Lamar Jackson, because Lamar Jackson would have swayed this really easily. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right, the next one, the Bengals, last one of the AFC North. They're slowly progressing to positivity, if you think about it. They're getting it together. They're one of those teams that we did say would gel and starting to come together. And the second thing is, Joe Mick, Joe Mixon is falling, but Joe Burrow is balling. Six touchdowns, no interceptions in the last three games. Those are our clues about the Bengals. What are your thoughts? Phony or truth? I mean, I think the Bengals are true. The first two weeks were a disaster, yes, but their line, it's starting to gel. It's still been worse than you would have hoped with all the resources they put into it. It's still been bad but it's improving. Burrow seems like he's gotten out of his – he was kind of struggling those first two weeks. He seems like he's back to himself. They've got ridiculous weapons on the outside. It's going to keep them in any game. The mix and stuff is concerning. 
I do feel like the line is going to get better over the course of the year. And the defense, I feel like it's kind of the same. It's not the best in the world, but it's fine. It's solid. So I'm not really – I think the Bengals are going to be just fine. That was a big win on Thursday for them. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, I have them as truth as well. Uh, that's why I had a little emphasis on that Joe Burrow touchdown stat, the fact that this man is balling out, uh, showing his confidence, his swagger back. Ooh, got my swagger back. That's that's all I heard back. That's all I hear. Just need a few games. <laughs> yeah, just need a few games. Um, all right, we're going to switch it to the NFC since we didn't win AFC heavy. All right. Falcons. All right, two and two Falcons. Could be more is the thing. Those wins, they are one loss, one score losses. Um, so they could be more. Mariota is pretty limited. That's why. Um, but the other reason, Mariota, even though he's limited, does unlock that run offense to another level. And has been getting Drake London and the receivers pretty going. So Falcons, phonies or truths? Now you make some compelling cases here, and they are better than I think a lot of people and a lot of our fellow uh, detectives may have suspected when you examine the facts, there's some things to like, and we both have said we like their coach, but I still think they're phonies. They're not true simply because I think you make, those are all good points, but the thing that I did not hear you mention too much there is I still, their defense is still dreadfully bad. Um, Yes. They managed to hold Jacoby Brissett to 20, but they were back and forth with Jacoby Brissett and Geno Smith these last two games. And their first two games, they played Jameis Winston. And uh, who did they play the second game? The Rams, who, remember, they could have beaten Jameis Winston if it wasn't for a blocked field goal. Yeah. And they could have beaten the Rams if it wasn't for a Mariota duck at the end. If that man would have just thrown a check down and probably set up for another field goal, no way, they were losing by a touchdown. But anyways, it was a bad throw, and he just gave it to Jalen Ramsey. But they were driving is my thing. So that's why I was saying this could have been they could have been three and one if they didn't have that blocked field goal. We could have been they wouldn't we wouldn't even be talking about them. That's why I said <laughs> could be more is the thing. So are they phony or truth, Colby? I still think they're phonies, but it's better, it's closer case than I would have thought. Give give it a few they give you a few more sneaky wins. We may have to re-examine, we may have to reopen this case. All right. All right. Now I guess I have to present you with our third option. We just keep them as our mystery. All right. So before we were cut off, I don't know if it got through. But Colby, do we keep them as a mystery team then? Um, if would they be our only mystery team at this point? There'll be probably a few more later on. Let's be real. I don't know. Whenever we'll bring up these case files again, but yeah, there'll probably be some more mystery teams. Maybe some of those phonies will show back up to att- prove their cases. <laughs> um. I still think they're phonies, probably. I'm not going to say they're a mystery team, but I could be talked back into it if they sneak another win or two. All right, all right. So, to close out, we're going to go ahead and talk about the NFC West. Uh, It's all mystery. Two and two. (laughs) All two and two. So, we got to figure out, Colby, who is the true NFC West king right now. Who's the true NFC West king? Right now. Right now. That's the key. That's the key word. Right now. Okay. Okay. Here's our case file. Starting off with the 49ers, Colby. All right. Top-notch defense. Debo Dog. And 
this team can be as good as Jimmy can be. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, those are good clues. I think from a roster perspective, they probably feel the best right now out of all of them, but that Jimmy question is always a big question, and I still don't feel like he's ever going to be amazing. Um, man, this division is murky. Okay. Well, let's hear some of the other cases. Yeah, let's keep going. Make all right, the next case, on the next case on the board, the Rams. Okay. They had that close game with the Falcons, like I told you about. Yep. And they just and Cliff Kingsbury and the McVay thing. McVay's owned Cliff Kingsbury, so I kind of written off that Arizona win as well. So these two wins were kind of eh, mm-hmm. all right in my book. But here's my other case file, my other little clue for us here. The Rams are indeed still have a lot of star power. They just need to get it together. <laughs> Whenever they, when that's how they won these games was through their stars. Yeah. So, Colby. Well, I think the win against Arizona, even though they've owned him, that still has to count for something because Arizona is still being examined in this investigation. In this same investigation, true. we are examining Arizona, so that does count for something. Um, I do agree with you about the star power. Stafford, he's looked sloppy, but he threw the most picks in the league last year, and they still won the Super Bowl. Um, there's major concerns. I, but, yeah, Stafford and McVay, I do trust them to eventually get it together. And they've historically also struggled with the 49ers. Um, I'm mm-hmm. very concerned right now, definitely. But I think they are at least, even though they got thumped by the Niners last night, they still have to be – they still have a decent case to, to be the kings of this West, of the West. All right, all right, all right. We'll see, we'll see. Um, no, we've got two more cases on there before we can name anybody. <clears throat> Speaking of, the Cardinals. There are two clues. They're depleted, complicated, but they are two and two. The start was depleted. And they were complicated these last four games. But, hey, they're 2-2 two two, despite all the drama. Mm-hmm. And the second factor is, with the win at Carolina, they did get Rondale Moore back. They're getting a couple pieces together as well. Things are starting to come together for the Cardinals, you know, when they do get their pieces together, when they do start having their things. So, Colby. Do the Cardinals still have a chance to get back to the helm of this thing and still stay as a king and become a king, I guess. They haven't been a king in a while. so They absolutely still have a chance to get back and become a king. It has been rocky, and it has not been pretty. Those are certainly factors that we consider here as we as we go through the files of this case. But when you cross-examine them against the other, uh, the other suspects in this investigation – I mean, this is probably as good of a – you say their chance to be king. This is probably as good of a chance as they're going to get with the yeah. Rams being down as they are and the Niners. Even though they have a great roster, there's still questions there with Jimmy G and the quarterback. It's kind of the same – the Niners who've been better. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think they've got a shot. They certainly haven't looked like it right now. But once they get D-Hop back, if they can get out, work out some of the bad vibes between Kyler and Cliff in the front office and- – yeah. Just all the attention there, that's a big concern. And because of that, I don't think you can say they're the Kings. But they're definitely – they've definitely got potential. All right. I um, – our last case file, our funnest <laughs> one in my opinion, 
the Seattle Seahawks. <clears throat> two and two <clears throat> wins against the Broncos and the Lions. Both games were electric. Broncos were the Monday night game. Russell Wilson comes back. They win that one. And, of course, the Lions shootout that they just came out of victorious where DK jump takes a dump on them. But those aren't the clues, folks. Here's the real clues. Geno Smith is balling out better than Russell Wilson is right now. Mm-hmm. And the second one is these wins have come in close games. But – these teams are relatively closer to their level of expectations being the Lions and Broncos. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, the, like I said, the Lions and Broncos aren't like the two worst teams in the NFL, but they're not good teams at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, although the Lions have a great offense um, and a bad defense. I mean, those are some solid points. Gino is playing crazy right now. you got to give – Tip your hat to them. I will say the biggest argument Seattle has in this case is they actually do have better offensive personnel than I think that I at least gave them credit for because the fact that they hit on not only the first round tackle, but now that they also got the tackle Lucas Abraham in the third, Abraham Lucas in the third round, I think is his name. And he's been playing well on the right side. They fixed both tackles in a draft. They've got DK's a star. Um, they still have Lockett. Will Drisley's playing well. They got Noah Fant. And they got a nice group of running backs. Rashard Penny looks good all of a sudden. Uh, that rookie is looking off. good. Yeah. yeah. Like they have legit pieces on offense, which I think I may have slept on their pieces. I mean, they still are in these close games. I, I can't reasonably say that they're the kings of this division right now, but they're definitely a lot better than I thought they would be. So they're another team that we're going to have to keep a close eye on. As uh, as this year goes on here, you know they have they're the only team I think. No, they've played the 49ers. That's one of the 49ers wins. So I agree with you. They cannot they be put as a king because that is in the case file that we look in here that they have lost to someone in this kingdom. But that being said, everyone's lost almost everyone in this uh, on this side of things. So. Colby, who is the true, I guess, who is our true victor, our true king of the NFC West? I think I'll go ahead and say mine. It's going to probably be the 49ers right now. I, my conduct, my reasoning is leading to the 49ers. Even though Jimmy G, this team really weighs heavily on him, we saw what Debo can do. We see what all these other guys can do. This team, this, this team's almost made for, hey, Jimmy, please sit down. So, like, if he doesn't do good, they're like, please sit down. <laughs> so, we'll take it from here. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you ultimately on that one, partner. They're 2-0 and against the division, and in dominating fashion, they're two wins. So, to me, that's that's the ultimate deciding factor, at least this early in the season, as far as the 2-2 two and two mess. So I lean their defenses. They definitely have the best. They have the best defense by far out of all these teams. Um, and probably the best, maybe you can debate the best offensive personnel, but arguably the best offensive personnel. The quarterback is the question. And, you know, that's what gives me pause. I'll say keep your eye on Arizona as a dark horse to maybe potentially once they get D-Hop back in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. maybe put themselves in the driver's seat. But yeah, for now I agree with you, and I think we'll rule. We'll have to rule that the 49ers are the most are the true team, at least for right now. For right now, all right. 
Well, there you have it. True detectives. We come to the case. We close some cases, filings. There's a couple teams we didn't touch on, but we'll save them for the mystery to go on. Um, yeah. Let's see how these next couple of weeks go for some of these guys and see if these case filings are stay true. Colby, final thoughts. Oh, man. Final thoughts. Whew. What a week ahead. Uh, I'm very excited for, for this week of football. Uh, but, yeah, my, my final thought is going to be just how about the British? Let, let's go for the British. Let's give them a hand. Let's give them a nice, entertaining football game between the Giants and the Packers, the best game they've ever gotten on paper. Aaron, maybe maybe put up some points. Maybe Daniel Jones uh, limp, limp to a pretty good game. Let's put, on, let's put on a show for, for our buddies over there across the pond and give them the best football game they've ever seen. Yeah, that'd be hype. My <laughs> final thoughts? Can you believe the NBA preseason is already in full gear? Good final thought. No, like literally NBA Twitter, like I'm starting to see it all come up. NBA Twitter, NBA social media, all the players are starting to get their, you know, all the memes and everybody's already starting to josh around. Ben Simmons already taking on to the court with Kyrie. Um, NBA, man. MLB playoffs are about to kick off here in a second. Here in the next couple of weeks, too. It's crazy sports. times out there. Hey, final thoughts? Sports. <laughs> well, couldn't have said it better myself. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.